0: In just a moment, we will return with another exciting adventure Featuring a guest star from the galaxy of super
1: super superheroes Max Ray
0: Where we start, gentlemen. Okay. All right. Welcome to the. We'll
1: st- have to start with the claps. That's right. When you That's start right. up with the claps, keep them in. Yeah. Oh, my Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, episode two of Tucker Park Road. Even though none of us are on Tucker Park Road, my name is Arif Hussain, and all across Canada. Is uh the the you know, the the mind of this operation is a sociology professor. Um just an alpha male, just a just a just a big piling mass of masculinity, uh John Simmons and um uh coming in across you live from a basement in Milledgeville is uh Jason, um, how are you guys doing? Greetings, Greetings boys. Not yeah, too man. bad. Not too bad. Doing look well, at the look well. at how much dirt there is on my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ever?
2: Uh, you ever clean your glasses?
0: Why don't you <laughs> shut up? Why don't you ever you clean your fucking glasses? You ever think I, about it like that, John? I do. Yeah, I every day. Yeah, where are your fucking glasses? Instead of attacking me, right here, right. attacking me in my own. In my own room. It's,
2: hard, it's hardly attacking, is it? I mean, How
0: dare you? How dare feel you? S- feel a little sensitive. You come <laughs> at the king, you best not miss. You bet. You if you come at the the maharaja, you better not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have no idea what that means. You better not miss.
0: <laughs>
2: mm. Always violence with you.
0: Come on, I come from a land down on. I come from a land of. Like- <laughs> Mixed up metaphor <laughs> references. Well, I, I liked the men at work reference, though. Yeah, I started, I come from a land, and instead of saying just sand be- AK-47s... It's a better 40-
2: song. It's a better song than whatever you were going to come up with. Yeah, I was going to say sand in
0: <laughs> AK-47s, but just men down under. Anyway. Um, yeah, this has been an interesting uh, day to watch. Because uh, mostly, I, I don't know if you guys have... I spend most of my day in my room and in my apartment, and so my sense of the outside world was uh, that everyone felt like everything, though everything was falling apart, and uh, the the uh, uh, the debate was an indication of the just the complete implosion of uh, of civilization in general. So, um.
1: do you guys think? I, it's, I mean, I, when I, you know, I, I'm not as much in, inclined to have this, you know, the political system is broken and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, as much as I did when I was younger. But if if, I, I think people are getting so upset about these things that are just, it's old hat like it's like it 's all theater man like that 's what politics is i mean it's the they like just like i just they, find they, want,
2: they want it to mean something so badly, yes, like this has to reflect something something vital about about society, and i'm not really sure it reflects anything
1: i I feel the same way, honestly, like I feel like you have two candidates that are. Extremely lackluster. I mean, nothing to get excited about on either end. I mean, honestly, if I lived in the United States, I'd probably vote for a third party.
2: I wouldn't I vote at v- all, or I or I just wouldn't vote yeah, at all. No, yeah. stay home.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Garf? What do you think about all the shenanigans?
0: I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that it can mean. If, that that people have the ability to throw as much meaning and profundity into the strangest and most banal things like i um that, i'll try to elaborate on what i mean i i think i guess i'm um I'm, I'm unsure about what exactly it means except for the fact that that like a like any sort of inanimate object, a sunset, a sunrise, uh, anything, they, they, those things have, they, those things by themselves don't have any meaning by themselves as sort of, we apply meaning to them. It's hard to justify or say, uh, or to be critical of someone's reaction to something. Uh, just because I don't feel that way, like because I, I find th- it easy personally. Yeah, yeah. I find it, I find it really I don't,
2: easy too. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just this is just this is just it just continuous with what we've been doing for years: criticizing art, criticizing movies, criticizing his reactions to art and movies. I mean, how is this any different?
0: Well, no, I mean, this is uh i f- i think that their reaction i mean i can't say for sure whether it's unimportant or important that they throw this much meaning into uh into just one debate or at least the behavior of two candidates in one debate i think uh maybe it's because i i s- <laughs> I just watched Glory for the, fir- for the first time in, all, I don't know how many years, in probably like a decade. I hadn't watched that movie. Do you, you remember Glory? Yeah. Um, and I'd, I've been reading a biography of Frederick Douglass, and in it there's a long chapter about the 54th Massachusetts. And if you remember the movie, Frederick Douglass makes a very small appearance in it right at the hey, is that beginning. He's at a party, right? That's right. With, it's the uh, scene
1: where he finds out he's going to lead the regiment, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. And the interesting, at least from Frederick Douglass, from the book's point of view, uh, the 54th Massachusetts is, uh, was very important to him because two of his sons fought in the 54th Massachusetts. They fought in that regiment, and it was a big thing for him to... There were people who were asking him himself to enlist, right? And he But he was an uncle Tom, wasn't he? <laughs> That's what they called but my because Clarence Thomas would usually quote him, right? Because he would he said that it was after the Civil War. Uh he didn't he he just felt that that black people should be left alone rather than to be complete to than to be constantly encumbered by the government's laws. You know? They should just live as free people and if, they're, uh, if they uh if if they succeed or fall it should be on to their own merit so it was a sort of he was an early according to the book anyway w- was an early sort of pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of kind of guy right mm-hmm. and awful now, <laughs> awful yeah but he has like he th- there was contradictions in him the early on he's you know who wrote
1: this book? Because I heard there was like, is this the new one? I heard there was like a new biography of him coming out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it is a new bio. It's uh, David Blight is his name. Okay. Uh, and, you know, early on, early on, he's very sort of he takes his cues as the ant like he he fights against the abo- like he did there, There's some infighting in the abolitionist movement because the abolitionist movement at some level at some point decides that all private property should be the idea of private property should be abolished and he's sort of staunchly against that because you know the according to the abolitionists they think that uh it's the very fact of pri- the the idea of private property existing that people are treated like pro- property themselves and he uh douglas he takes issue with that and there's a big rift uh between him and the other abolitionists um but during the civil war they sort of come together there is you know he early on he's sort of a fighter and a bruiser he he gets into scraps with a whole lot bunch of people he's calling for the destruction of the government he's fighting their, there are tensions early on before the Civil War between him and him and Lincoln. Uh, now, okay, that's to say, this is a long backstory to say that I didn't know any of this stuff when I watched Glory. I remember watching Glory for the first time, and I, for some reason, I thought it was longer than than the than the sort of two hour. It didn't feel as long uh, when I watched it this time around, and I sort of noticed myself sort of getting almost uh, sort of uh, at some level it's very sort of simplistic right like i don't know if you remember there's there's uh you know there's denzel washington who's this sort of yeah. you know he's yeah. kind of a scrapper and he's like talks back to matthew broderick and uh you know then there's the sort of wise sort of uh avuncular you know for morgan freeman is like well hell now we're well, you know, we we just gotta pull ourselves together now, uh, and uh, and then there's the sort of nerdy guy, Andre Br-
1: Andre Brower, right? Andre Brower, that Andre? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and and of course, there's the guy who can't read, who's the really good shot. Oh, know and he's I mean? st-
1: the guy. He stutters,
0: right? That's right. Stutter. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, Carrie Elvis of uh, of uh, Princess Bride fame is like the yeah. second in command.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And at that time, I didn't notice the dynamics of. Like, obviously, because it's a war movie and it's fucking. What's his name? Edward Uh, Zwick. uh, Yeah, Edward Zwick. You. Like, and this is. uh, Like, Edward Zwick, when he made The Last Samurai. He's made Last Samurai, right?
1: Last Samurai, Courage Under Fire.
0: Courage Under Fire, yeah. uh, The Siege. And even in, like. Uh, in the last samurai, I don't know if you remember why. Like, A there's something bit. very like there's something very simplest. You, when I watched Last Samurai, I was like, oh, this is sort of classic. Like, you know, do you know, dude who's lost everything in the West goes to find himself in the East and finds some it's sort basic, of.
1: It's basically dances with wolves, except he
0: goes to Japan. Kind of right, and so yeah. you find it yeah. sort of rather maybe, maybe a little bit like hokey, but that's also sort of a very sort of, that's a trope within, uh, American cinema that hasn't really gone away. Uh, it
2: just occurred to me how much I want to see a samurai dances with wolves mashup,
0: like a (laughs) a samurai in the wild west. Oh, oh, there, there has been, there have been samurai movies like that. I think there was
2: a, yeah, there was a
0: Mifune movie.
2: He starred in American style Western. As a as a Japanese guy, I think.
0: Oh yeah, Never yeah, seen I think that. so. There was also that samurai movie that I told you about, Jason. I think I was telling you he's like this fat cop. Oh, lone lone wolf and lone wolf and cub. No, not lone wolf and cub. It's uh, it's this weird samurai movie that's got like uh, it it's got the the soundtrack is uh, it's all sort of uh, um, Motown inspired. Uh, and it's a Japanese movie. It's called, I think I told you about it, John. It is called, let me find it. It is called Hanzo, the Razor, Sword of Justice.
2: Right, right. You did mention that. Um,
0: So it is kind of, I mean, it's, it, in that movie in Hanzo, he's like a samurai detective. So he's like a samurai detective in a film noir, but it's a Japanese film noir set completely. Like a like completely in imperial japan anyway uh so i I was watching glory and I was like this is a this is a very strange thing to watch because you're watching all of these you know the the implications are look at all of these look at how simplistic it is all of these people putting their you know putting their the 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 conditions of their birth let's just put it that way mm-hmm. aside in the to serve you know because they thought that this thing was this war was worth fighting or this idea was worth fighting for uh and sort of losing your life for and the truth of that a lot of that is true it it wasn't you know the the idea of that the the idea of the the central idea of that was the was how the 54th was recruited right but watching it with 2020 20 eyes your your first reaction is obviously this is bullshit right H- how could they they must have been you know they uh, they, uh, they must but have that, uh,
1: but right? is that your first reaction or is that the reaction that you perceive
0: that a certain person would have. I, I, do, do you know, you know what I'll I mean? be honest, Jason. I think that I, if I was a, like, if I had, swir- like, if I had zigged in a, like, if I had swerved in a different direction, I don't mm-hmm. know. I would have been that guy. I would have been like, yeah. obviously, you know, Frederick Douglass must have used some sort of, he must have used some sort of trickery to get all of these poor black people and all of these, uh, you know, uh, all, all these poor black people from, you know, different walks of life to, to, uh, to sign up?
1: Well, I think Glory, um, I think it's got two strikes against it in the eyes of, you know, contemporary film culture. It's what they perceive as a white savior story because Matthew Broderick is really the protagonist Robert um, Shaw. Yeah. Robert Shaw. Um, and then the other one, in that I think it kind of gets lumped in with Driving Miss Daisy because they both came out in 1989, the same year as Do the Right Thing. So film culture really kind of pits these films against each other. And there's this idea that Spike Lee had a more complex and nuanced Understanding and modern understanding of race, whereas driving Miss Daisy and Glory have a more old, you know, old-fashioned sense of of race in America. I, I think I'm gonna. I will say, like, do the right thing is clearly a f- far superior movie to Glory or Driving Miss Daisy, but I don't necessarily buy into that narrative, or I don't. I don't like that narrative. I, I just I don't like narratives like that in general, where we have to pit films against each other. But but I do think that a lot of the kind of host, muted hostility that a movie like Glory receives thirty years on, at least in film culture. Probably has to do with that. Um, people might cut it a little bit of slack because the director is black, possibly, but o- o-
0: only a little, probably not too much. I mean, it's to be fair, there is a lot of. I mean, if you remember it, like there's a lot of sort of eye rolling scenes where, you know, Broadway oh, has the- And that has
1: nothing to do with its politics. I think the problems with Glory are just inherent to the movie it's sure. just it's it's kind of a cheesy movie
0: swelling swelling music yeah. You know, who's yeah. gonna carry the flag? I'll carry the flag. If you drop it, I'll carry it. And then Denzel Washington, <laughs> the guy who was, you know, he's like, Fuck you, I'm not carrying the flag. Who's gonna take care of us after the after the war? When Broderick's shot down, he's no. like, I'll carry but, it. Let's go, boys, you know. But there but there are moments when that kind of bombast
1: and cheesiness works pretty well. And I think the biggest one is definitely the battle at the end. I mean, when when Broderick and and Washington get killed and the, and the troops just charge up the fucking Hill. I'm all in at that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all in, man. That's a good scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and sorry to take the long way around about this, but I think it's sort of at that moment. I At least personally, I was like, I get the, I, I, I can, I can see a version of yourself who, of a kind of person I mean, I'll I'll just be honest. I was like, all of that, you know, all of that sounds great. You know, all of that, the, all of that yeah. simplest those simplistic ideas of forgetting the conditions of your birth and just sort of charging ahead and be like, fuck it, we'll just do it because we think it's right. You know, the idea seems profound. So now I don't think that the movie is any better for it, but I can, but you can see the, the, it, I don't have another word for it, but just the profundity of it. you know what I mean? That it yep. means something, that if it meant something in that time, surely yep. it meant something in 1989 and maybe it might mean something. It it might mean something more in 2020 because those ideas seem, they seem so distant. Like it seems so old fashioned. What do you mean get rid, forget about the conditions of your birth and just do a thing? What do you mean? You know right. what I mean? Like it, the, 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 the stupidity of sort of well, identity politics seems to have sort of cra- dug its nails into our brain so much well, that this kind of cynicism has kind of rotted it for a little bit. But
1: Well, I think that there's an idea, uh, the idea you're getting at within this movie, like that you see within this movie that you find, um, you know, at some level, obviously you find moving in some way, is, is the idea that it's that this idea that your past is something that you can move on from is a, is an offensive idea to the majority of people on the left now i think you know i, I so i think what you're the thing that you're responding to within that movie is the exact thing Uh, more than the other things i mentioned i think that's what causes you know film culture which tends to be of the left to overall not like that movie or think it's simple-minded or you know whatever
2: well to kind of pick up on your point i think there's another element here that i think would from a left-wing viewers far left viewers perspective of today is that there, most of the activists that we see today on, on behalf of um, you know like BLM or, or, or whatever they're actually completely disconnected from racial struggle and how racial struggle looked throughout most of history and I'm not just saying that oh they didn't live it or that it was harder for people back then what I mean is that their notion of what racism is is completely different from what people thought of as, as racism and thought of as race. Even honestly, even a couple of decades ago, Yeah, like I, 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 you know, not even a couple of decades ago, When I remember as an undergraduate at, at UMB and, and, and the lectures on race and racism, that most of that fit with what many people thought of as race as an individual directed prejudice, bias, you know, reflected in overt discrimination. There was still some more subtle stuff in there as well. But now that's almost completely gone. It's all about the systemic. It's about microaggressions. It's about all those very subtle kinds of things. And people today who are fighting the good fight, they they would have no idea what to do if they went back a century and they were engaged in a racial struggle. They'd have no idea what to do.
0: Yeah, I don't think they would have the language to be able to speak to someone like that. Like, how would they speak to people? Like, how would they? In what language would they communicate? As in, what is the? You know, what is it that they would say to these people that you know do not uh, do not take arms for this principle that you think is correct? Yeah. Um, And I, I guess it's a long way to say that there is that you know watching that debate you think perhaps they are not the people who seem upset that this is a sort of profound uh, moment in um western democracy i'll just say american democracy because i think sort of in canada people think that they are this is a thing that is distant from us even though right. like in the recent provincial elections they were saying the same thing they were using the same kind of rhetoric like oh absolutely Hitler. yeah you know um the, what's the point the dem- democracy is a failure this is this is useless uh we're going to put a nazi in like they're talking about they're talking about blaine higgs at this point you know um so the what i i, I guess it's a weird it's a Attempting to find profundity in things that others don't find profundity in is a is a is is is, is something that we don't have. I I don't think anyone those people don't have any control over. It's just I I, think at some level they don't know they can't. Sorry, go ahead,
1: Jay. I mean I will I will uh, I think this much I will say I I think because of the what's happening in the society right now. And because of the moral weight that people are putting on this election, that in and of itself does make it different. I can't say that this election is just like any other election. Like If I try to step back and look strictly at the candidates and the politicking and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it seems like business as usual, but- when I take when I take in the cultural aspects of everything that's going on around the election. I yeah, I certainly don't feel I can say it's just like any other election in that regard.
0: Yeah, I think that there is I think we sort of touched on it the last time is that there is people are mistaking and someone else has said I'm probably plagiarizing someone. Uh people are mistaking sort of psychological spasms for philosophical insights. Um, And that's what it seems like as though it seems like as though that at both ends of this thing, we are sort of locked in this, uh, uh, this struggle for who comes out the least retarded, uh, (laughs) out of this entire process. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, Maybe I'm sort of reading too much into it. I mean, it just seems cartoonish, like the kinds of things like when John sent that thing about, or is it you, Jason, that sent that thing about Richard Dawkins being oh, yeah, deplatformed? Did, yeah. uh, you're like, how many deplatformings are we going to go through of Richard Dawkins? Like, are we how many times are we going to pretend that Richard Dawkins is not a scientist? Right, Like, he's some sort of, you know, a knuckle-dragging eugenicist or something <laughs> like that you know
1: yeah and i mean the same thing happened with um uh uh oh, what's his name the guy wrote uh he's a he's a linguist oh charles murray no not charles murray oh uh, john McWhorter? no the oh my god we,
0: steven pinker
1: steven pinker thank right you. um he tried. they tried to uh, he's part of some like linguistic you know organization in the United States and he's uh and they tried to remove his like honorary status or something like that but he ended up being able to push back and he it didn't happen but um they they definitely yeah went after him but yeah Dawkins I mean it's it's just it's just foolish you know at this point I mean it's like I was saying to you guys in the email. I mean, at this point I almost feel indifferent to it, just in the sense of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Another one, you know, it just, it just has that, like, uh, like, I guess this is how it is now. Kind of, kind of quality to it, which isn't good. I mean, it's not good that I feel that way, or I'm starting to feel that way. I, I, I think it's a problem but I wonder, am I just being too pessimistic or do you guys think there is some truth to this that it does seem like a lot of society is just kind of lining up behind this idea of of deplatforming, canceling people and that there's just this expectation that we're just supposed to accept this is how it is now. I mean, there's certainly a pushback, but...
0: Well, it does seem like no amount of sort of public abject humiliation and stupidity is enough. Like in that article that I just sent you guys about the, the, that, that sort of mea culpa in the inside higher education. Uh, That's hilarious. That, John, did you read this? I skipped it. I mean, this is, this sounds like a, this sounds like a, like a note written by an ISIS hostage, man. And I know a few things about those, but anyway. um, (laughs) I am just beginning to understand how I have harmed communities of colors with my word. I am learning that my words, uninformed, careless words, often express an ideology, rotten whiteness and privilege. I am learning that my commitment to diversity has been performative, ignoring the pain the black community and other communities of color have endured in this country. I am learning that I am not as knowledgeable as I thought not as anti-racist as I thought, there it is, not as careful as I thought, for all these, I sincerely apologize.
1: And and all this guy did, for anyone who's not aware what we're talking about, this guy wrote an article, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, in um, Inside Higher Education, just saying that, hey, we could use some college football right now. Uh, it, It might do us some good from all this rancor that we're dealing with. And, and this is what he took shit for. And I mean, he's talking about black bodies and like every time I hear that now, when I hear that black bodies, I immediately just think cultist cult. You're, you're in a fucking cult.
0: Well, they're using the word. It's like, you know, when those ISIS hostages used to use the word, you know, uh, like they, they would throw in words like neoliberalism or right. uh, capitalism or, you know, propag- Jewish or, propaganda. Or, or it's, or or it's pa-
1: Patty Hearst talking about, you know, ta- uh, like when she reads the, when the Sybionese Symbi- uh, Liberation Army, I think that's what they were called, kidnapped Patty Hearst. And then um, once they had finally broken her down and brainwashed her and got her to read this prepared statement, you know, it was all like, going after her family and her father and talking about her, you know, her bourgeois upbringing and all that kind of shit, but that now she's a, you know, she's a militant revolutionary devoted to the cause. And I mean, that's what this fucking guy sounds like talking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the simplistic, like, when we were doing the show together, like, I think we would sort of sometimes butt heads about this idea that, or at least sort of I was... I'm still married to this idea or I say this ma- this idea sort of that he still sticks to me is that the, the most simplistic ex- sometimes that the, the most simplistic explanation for uh you know, big events might be the most obvious one. Like, you know, after September eleventh, like there were you know, there were very many parts of the left and even certain parts of the right that would just say, Well, it could not have couldn't possibly have anything to do with the actual edicts within uh, within Islam, it, this couldn't just this couldn't just be that these people read this thing and they thought that it was true and they felt that it, they needed to be true and they needed to go, go to its final extent. Right? There must be more complex causes. Right? Well, I th- I think the reason for that. I mean, as someone who I mean, know you know I, don't, I think don't, I, 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 I mean, think
1: was very I think as someone who was very much um, of that mindset at that certainly at that time. Um, I I think a lot of that has to do with, um, it's like you can broaden out the picture and make it as vast and as complicated as you want. You know what I mean? Like people are not wrong when they say that Osama bin Laden used to, you know, be an asset of the CIA. They're not wrong about that. It's correct. I don't know if it actually proves anything or if it actually means that, you know, ipso facto, the United States are responsible for their own destruction, that this is like the chickens coming home to roost. But I think we were... I don't remember if we were talking about it on the show last, but I think there is something that people like Chomsky, because he's big into this kind of stuff are very good at it's that they are good at remembering facts and specific historical events. And they essentially just carpet bomb you with like, you're trying to make the simple explanation of, well, they, they had this belief and because of this belief, it led them to commit this action. And they're like, Oh, but what about all these things that you didn't think about? And you don't even know how to react if you're not shrewd enough to kind of see through it it's easy to get kind of bogged down in that stuff Well,
2: and, and very few people are shrewd enough to to see through that right because it, it affects anybody when, you, when you're bombarded with a bunch of facts well what about this what about that it's something compelling about what you said there are those so looking for that maybe not deliberately looking for the simpler explanation but because we live in such a, a complex society Maybe we think it's the answer is always going to be more complex uh, than it actually is. Well, do you
1: do you think last week uh, when we when remember the last time we recorded, you were talking about you hadn't really heard an explanation that sort of satisfied you as to what's really going on here? Do you think that's part of what it is that they're all a little, maybe a little too complex
2: yeah i think it's i think the explanations are too complex but i also think that i have that inclination to look for a complex answer to a complex problem right you know there's something very self-satisfying about doing the detective work and figuring out oh everyone says this is the reason but really it's this and i'm the one i'm one of the few that knows what led to this, you know, and, and, and people are really attracted to butterfly effects. You know, so something happens in one location that has a small impact on the economy, but it has, you know, it spreads out like ripples in a pond. Um, but oftentimes it's not really just small stone and then ripples. It's a, It's a big, it's a big rock that's just been dropped in the bloody thing. And there, there goes the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? And I think in a lot of cases, that's really, that's really what it is. But then, then you have the echoes, right? Because you have a simple cause, but then everybody else gets involved and their voices confuse the situation. So like with 9-11, well, maybe they just believe this. And then all of the kind of cafeteria Muslims you know, come out of the shadows to explain, well, this isn't, this isn't what Islam is about. This, they're not, this is not true Islam because it's not my Islam. And then that is another layer of complexity where we need to actually go back to the original state of affairs. They genuinely believe this stuff and and they acted and they were lucky. And there, there's the explanation. That's what happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, the parse, you're right, John, but to, to argue with myself a little bit, but yeah, the parsimonious ex- explanation, is satisfying in certain conditions, but it's not in others. Like, you know, the the parsimonious explanation for police brutality, well, because racism, right? It just doesn't. That doesn't. It doesn't work in that instance, right? Well, but that, that is a genuinely but, complex. But that
1: doesn't mean that the issue isn't simple. I, I th- or that the the, the expan- I think the explanation. I think that th- there isn't one explanation. Sure. Is, is why you could say it's complex. But I think if you really burrow down into the issues of police brutality, you'll generally find that there are pretty clear cut reasons for it, you know. Um you and mean policy
0: wise and stuff? It's sometimes, yeah.
1: sometimes policy wise. Well, and I think it's also that people forget. And I mean, maybe this adds a layer of complexity to it, but. Uh, People forget that you can't just talk about the police as some monolithic entity, as if the issues that they're facing in Boise, Idaho, are the same issues that they're facing in New York City. I mean, the police departments aren't the same. They have different municipal governments they have different state governments um,
2: it, it, it's just it's and, and let's not forget the individual I mean if you want yeah. to go you know the, 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 the explanations their simplicity or the complexity a lot of this is tied to what level you're looking at if you're looking at the individual level well here's a simple explanation most police officers aren't actually well trained that's a simple explanation yeah, yeah. You're, you're taking people that are terrified who are not well trained they don't have superpowers. So you're putting them in this really tense situation. You're grinding them down. You're probably throwing some PTSD into the mix as well. And you end up with these kinds of behaviors. There's a simple explanation. It probably gets you most of the way there without even having to bring in any small group stuff, any institutional stuff.
0: What do yeah. you guys make of this? Um, I mean, I didn't know... I. It, th- the idea of the tax returns that was, uh, that the New York Times released on, what is it, Saturday or something S- like Saturday that? Saturday or Sunday, uh, yeah. Let's go over the weekend. Uh, the, I, I gotta say, for, for personally, like the idea, <laughs> $750 is a pretty funny, it's a pretty funny number. Um, but the, uh, would I, I guess, but, you have to wonder whether or not that will actually make a difference in the people who, like, who give a shit about whether or not he, like, if they're still on board with the guy, like, you have to wonder whether or not he, that would make a difference with him. Like, I, the fact that Ann Coulter, like, it, it, the fact that Ann Coulter is now an anti-Trumper or never-Trumper or something like that it's crazy. I've seen everything now. Like Sam Harris is retweeting Ann Coulter. That is a world that I never thought would, <laughs> those are two worlds that I would never thought would align. But, you know, here we are, as they say.
1: I Well, it, I mean, I, I sort of view the New York times running that story as similar to that. I, that's what that article John sent about it, exactly. where that's they're grass, they're grasping at straws. It's, I, I mean, it's, honestly like there's a lot of faux outrage about it but i mean maybe the outrage is genuine but i think it's just because these people are so worked up about trump but i mean to anyone who's not in the tank for either candidate like just stepping back and looking at it objectively i mean i got to admit it just doesn't get me that no outraged i i have a very like who cares like who fucking cares
2: well, I mean, this is my ongoing struggle. Like, I feel like I should care about something here. But I don't, you know? No. And I mean, I, I keep reading these tweets by Sam Harris, you know, fanboy, fan club. Whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, why do you care so much about this? And I, it, I just don't get it. Like, I've, I've heard all the arguments, but I just can't get there.
0: I think he is – and. I love him and I'm uh, agree with him about it, but I think it is what the man represents. I think it is what Trump represents that he feels the guy is, you know, he's just dedicated himself to the life of ideas. And I love that about him, you know, uh, and I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's his, it's regardless of his policies. I think he just represents something that is so sort of toxic to, I think, what what he values hey i think most people are most thinking people would agree with him uh that i think he is uh, taking sort of such a hard stance against him so but but, do,
1: but is this uh, i guess maybe this goes back to the point i was making earlier but i i don't know there's a, there's just an aspect of it where i think is he really that different than most other politicians. He Not certainly presidentially, did, he's certainly he's, he's, he's cert- but in
0: terms of a personality, he's, that's what he,
1: he Yeah, he's certainly different as far as presentation goes. Yeah. But but I almost feel like the things that gets every, get everybody so upset and outraged about Trump, realistically, that's the window dressing that you shouldn't really give a shit about anyway. It, at the end of the day, it's about the policies. It's about what does he do or what does he not do? And, and the
2: reality is he hasn't really do much of anything.
1: No no, he hasn't which you can make an argument that's a good reason to kick him out
2: but- sure. it maybe it may be it may be a good reason to kick him out but that's not what you're it's this people respond to him so viscerally yes the like people who are are normally kind they don't get upset about much of anything the hatred yeah, that they have for him and this he's is, a cartoon from-
0: villain, man. He's, he is a cartoon villain man he's a cartoon villain yeah. He's like, he's like that, uh, you know what he reminds me of? Like I was do <laughs> you ever watch that Daredevil thing? Do you, remember, do you remember Daredevil? Do you remember the Kingpin, That uh, mm-hmm. the villain Kingpin? That's who he is. Like Norman Fisk. Is that his name? Norman Fisk? In uh, Fisk
2: is, the Fisk part is right. I don't know about the first part, but Fisk anyway. is
0: right. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Fisk. Uh, uh, Bartholomew Fisk. If- there's
1: there's a uh, I I saw this podcast with uh this guy I can't think of his name but he has a he, he has his own podcast he was just being interviewed uh he he but he goes by the uh the perfume nationalist and uh and he he fucking loves Trump though just loves him and and the reason he loves him is for camp value like camp aesthetics and he loved hillary clinton too and and he says um trump is like a soap opera is like a soap opera villain he's like i love donald trump it's like he he's like uh you know yeah he's like a you know what he teaches that that was the description he gave like a villain from a soap opera but uh, you know i i get that i can i can see that if you know, I, I, I sort of get what the guy's saying or I can see the um, enjoyment. And, and I think, honestly, the, the, the thing that the, the left can't understand, it's that if, if you go around acting so aggrieved all the time, so consistently outraged, so consistently talking about feelings and everybody's fucking feelings that people are going to gravitate towards the thing that's pissing you off. Like, I, I really think a big part of Trump's popularity, you know, and this isn't a novel idea, but I really do think a big part of it is that it's the, like, you know, uh, he's owning he's owning the libtards kind of um, kind of shit which you know I think is not really a good way to pick presidents and, and and I certainly grow wary of this owning the libtards kind of shit myself like the Stephen Crowder kind of bullshit but 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 there's something there like there's in the same way that you say there's something visceral, that trump brings out in people there's something very visceral that these leftists i can't say it's one but just like this group brings out certainly in me i mean i can admit it like i i mean i see i read one of their dumbass fucking articles or i see one of these protests and i see all these fucking idiots and and just immediately I'm losing my mind. Like I go from zero to 10 in like five seconds, you know?
0: Well, the irony is actually you need to keep, a like, lot- need to
2: keep like a mega hat in your pocket You just, <laughs> you just pull out for those moments. You yeah, know, I'm going to show you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no one can wear a red hat anymore. That's true. Walk around there. <laughs> Poor Ricardo Duchenne. I saw him once walking around just like, oh, did anyone, did anyone see me? And he puts on the hat. <laughs> um, I think you know the, the the audio the 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 obvious irony is that they they that at the ground level so much of what is considered the left like I'll put Sam Harris and John mcWhorter and young Coleman Hughes and Stephen Pinker in one territory I see a much of the left is literally they're just they're just the they're just a copy of Trump in that they have no idea about they don't give two shits about anything about philosophy they don't care about ideology none of it means anything to them they're just doing it for the lols you know what i mean they have no it's all it's all just uh the the it's um you know it's just uh, it's all cosplay. Like he's cosplaying some version of what he thinks a billionaire is and they are cosplaying some sort of version of what they think uh you know 68er is a swasont well, is or whatever, you know. Well, and think about Marxist the re- is. Well, and think about the reaction that people on the
1: left had to Trump last night um, about the proud boys question. Um, he was asked I forget yeah. exactly what he was asked, but he was basically asked to condemn them and he wouldn't outright condemn them. He said something about like stand down or stand by
0: something. and stand down,
1: stand by and stand down. He doesn't that know was... what he's
0: saying. He's a fucking That's doddering it. old fool, but,
1: but, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't outright condemn them. And, and, I mean okay fair enough maybe he should I don't know I he mean he doesn't know how but, to Jason but, he doesn't but, know how the like the words exactly. can come out of his but, mouth he's so stupid but, like he's... But but I can't I can't find any moral outrage about this when I'm listening to these same fucking idiots who can't who go around saying uh anti-fascist guys anti-fascist you ever heard of nazis yeah. I mean I just I can't take these people seriously <laughs> but like, right. these these people have no moral authority to be to be saying this shit when they can't when they can't clean up their own side of the street. Like
0: fuck off. Yeah, here's the hard question. All right, Here, here's the sort See, of. See, we're really- getting
1: back into it now. See, I'm getting all I'm getting,
2: getting fired all, up. Getting all fired that is
0: that cup of coffee how It had earlier? Really <laughs> yeah. All all John has to do is look at his phone and have me lose his temper, and then we will be back. Uh, <laughs> that's, why, that's, why, that's
2: why I put it over here so I can't, <laughs> I can't grab it. You won't see
0: me. I guess here's the question. Like I, you know, to both of you, like I, you know, I think most people are just concerned. Or at least I, I I'll put it for myself. Maybe I won't speak on at other people. Uh, when I do give a shit about something. Right. Whatever it is, whether it be a movie or, you know, some sort of horrible apology, is that like, is my caring about it enough if you don't give two shits about it? Do you know what I mean? Like I here's what I find. I find other people giving sh- a shit about something that I don't find interesting, fascinating. Like that's how like when you guys talk about like when we talk, we used to talk about movies that I never watched or sort of you would sort of give, you know, present your case about why this thing matters, this thing in a videotape or this thing, this VLC file, this AVI file, why, why Why? you gave such a shit about it. Like that meant something. Do you know what I mean? Like your enthusiasm, the fact that you could put so much value of so much of yourself and so much, so many, so much of your experience into, into this inanimate object, it it transcends you. It, beca- it doesn't, it is not yours anymore, then it becomes mine, you know, in a way, that's what kind of movies are. And that's what I, ideas kind of are in a way, right? Like, and I mean, then I, I know what you, I get what you're
1: saying. And in, in an abstract sense, I agree. Like I, I can't say that I'm not fascinated by the intensity with which um, these people hate Trump or the intensity with which, a whole swath of highly educated people think that um the police are actively hunting down and murdering black men on epidemic scales in the united states but i think the difference between what you're describing and the reality of the situation with these people is that i might love a movie that you don't really give a shit about I'm not trying to impose this upon you. I'm not trying to, you know, I might be imposing it upon you in the sense of I'll make my case. But at the end of the day, if you don't care or you're like, ah, fuck that. I don't like that movie. Then that's fine. That it's not going to go any farther than that. I mean, these are, th- these are people who are trying to, to impose their view of the way the world is on everybody. Everybody has to line up. Everybody has to. And this isn't just one of these we can agree to disagree things. I think we can all agree that for the left, that's not going to cut it. This, you know, agreeing to disagree on the nature of the reality in which we live in isn't going to be an option. So I think that's where. I can't maybe have the kind of, you know, fantastical musings on it that you were just having there. Maybe that's why I get a little more, a little more, uh, uh yeah, I, 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 I have to, I, I have to, I feel like I have to go in hard and say you people are fucking stupid. The things you care about are stupid, you know?
2: Jason's uh, Jason's big dick energy is coming through. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I was I was thinking though, what what uh, the politi- if we're going if, we, if we if we I don't think we should force this, but if we we're gonna try and force an analogy, taste and and what's happening here is those um, those Star Wars fans that think if you like the Star Wars prequels, you're a fucking idiot. Right, Like you're just a piece of shit. You should commit suicide. You're an awful person. (laughs) And they're going to tell you that you have to enjoy these Star Wars movies and only these Star Wars movies and anything beyond that doesn't exist. And it's actually a travesty. It's closer to that, I think, than simply saying, oh, I like this. And you being curious about, oh, well, I don't like this, but maybe there's something interesting to talk about there.
1: Well, it is interesting that there is an overlap between – this kind you know, kind of like toxic fan culture and this, I guess, toxic political culture. There's certainly an overlap between the groups. I mean,
2: no, um, oh, there definitely is. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they like, like everybody who has gotten, you know, ha- has an interest in anything online, like any kind of online group knows that once you get one or two of these people in the door, Infiltrating the group it's fucking done you know they're they've done. they've there was like there's like uh people are really into knitting now have you guys ever heard about this where on uh, uh why does jason know reddit? about this john <laughs> Red,
0: reddit, on, there, there
2: on, goes on, that big dick energy right <laughs> yeah 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 Gone no but uh soft on,
0: penis and pajama on, pants energy this is <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: no but on uh i don't know if it's reddit but they uh or it's probably Instagram, but they they have these groups where you know these people knit and they just sell the items they make. Uh-huh. You know, it's fine. It's just that's what they do. But <laughs> social justice people have infiltrated these groups. They uh, like the there there's like the social justice people have somehow. What do you mean? I, I honestly, <laughs> one of those. It's one of those <laughs> things. It's one of those things I've never. I've never looked into it enough to know <laughs> what you, to know exactly what
0: you, how you fucking to, moron. What are you talking about?
1: It, it's true though, man. It's true. <laughs> they yeah, I've, I it's uh,
2: so something. It, so something uh, that's something that's a little bit more coherent that serves to actually uh, that actually supports Jason's point is the uh, the the atheist groups here.
1: Yes, in, in atheist America. plus, right?
2: Yeah, they. <laughs> the atheist groups here in Edmonton that I did my research on they right. were completely overtaken they got they let a couple of sjws in the door and they ran for everything they got every position they completely controlled the direction they created kind of like a cultural of si- culture of science silence not science culture of silence circle of the, silence circle of sure silence is violence circle jerk of silence silent but violent silent but <laughs> they they did this with it and yeah it was just done that was it so everybody that used to be interesting that was involved for years sometimes decades they got they got pushed out or they left on their own accord
1: really yeah there was i know there's what? Shit. who was it i know there was is it dan dennett no not dennett no, no, no! Oh, I there, think I know one, what you're talking is, there, about. One of its like this atheist plus thing. Uh, uh, Atheism the, uh, plus evolutionary.
0: Um, uh, what the hell is a he's a bi- uh, like a biologist? Uh, I I know beard. one of those
1: one of those people who John, you know who the hell I'm talking one about? One of those people staring who's, at me. A, who's a prominent atheist <laughs> definitely went down yeah, that yeah, rabbit yeah. hole, and
0: uh, I, I or someone a racist doing... and eugenics yeah. and all of this. I yeah, guess yeah. the real question is like, like I think like if. Like having conducting this conversation like being a comic and attempting to conduct a a a conversation in in all sincerity i would rightly be called a gay retard for doing this any of this right uh and you know there are there are no more two accurate descriptions of me quite frankly uh i think it's the value and we always thought about this it's strange that we just came back to it but it's I think it's the value of sincerity. Do you know what I mean? Like how much is being too sincere just considered, well, what the fuck? Look at this fucking hand job. What are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? Like Right. I mean, but is that I get I get what you're saying. Regardless of whether but, it's like movies or fucking whatever, right? Like Bertrand Russell or fucking whoever the fuck we're talking about, right? The other guy. But do you think I don't know, but I mean,
1: I just think in, in discussing, I I just, I don't want to sound hysterical, but there's just an aspect of this where I feel like it's like we're living in Russia in 1916 and we're sitting here having a conversation and, and you're sitting here talking about the, the nature of the sincerity of the beliefs of the Bolsheviks. And, you know, me and John are kind of like, like what the fuck who gives a shit? What do you mean? Like
0: <laughs> Come on, John. Save my fucking ass. Don't be don't sit there. Defend my it's, honor.
2: It's, uh, no, there's nothing to Come defend. on, man. No, no. No, you don't you don't get any poetic license here. We've we've I think we've given you enough rope over the years to to figuratively hang yourself with your sincerity and your authenticity and your poet's soul. And honestly, I think I've had enough of it. Keep it, keep it, stay in your lane. If
0: we're he's talking the one to- who's fucking talking about fucking knitting no, no, circles. Stay,
2: stay, stay, stay in your lane. If you want to talk about <laughs> art, fine. You want to talk about music. You want to get your Bruce Springsteen thing going on. Go ahead. Okay. I, this- he's the one who likes Bruce Springsteen more than but me. The, but this is not, this is not the place for it anymore. What is the place? My fucking French cafe? Yes. I wanna- yeah, your French cafe. <laughs>
1: There, there, John getting some big dick energy going on there. I just,
2: I know, no, it's just, you know, I, I <laughs> it, you know, the, the, these quasi intellectuals who, always, oh, always you bastard, always <laughs> trying to find bastard. nuance, always trying to find nuance in everything, always trying to find the heart in everything. Oh, everybody's all the same, all <laughs> driven by the same passions. I love this. Come on, come on. It's just, we, how we dare just, you? We just express it differently. That's all it is. No, no. These are these are authoritarian. They have a cult-like mentality, and we need to destroy them. That's the end of the story. I ag-
0: <laughs> No, I agree. I'm not. A, I'm on. I'm not. I am not i am not i do not disagree with you. I'm just saying. Sounds like it. But like, who are the authoritarians really? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. I no. I I think. Yeah. I I think. I I I agree with John. Yeah. I think that. Fuck
0: you, man. That's pretty
1: much. I think that's pretty much where I'm at. It, it, and it, and I agree with him. It's just, it's not that I think there's a, there's a time and a, you know, I love your, uh, we love your
2: poet soul. Shut the fuck up, it.
0: Grayson. You love Charlie Kaufman <laughs> just as much as I do. You I, fucking I, I, homo. I, I do. Shut the fuck up. See, the, I pro- the problem do.
2: here, the problem here is empathy. Is that, Arf, I don't have MB empathy Ar, for Ar, any Ar, of you. No, you do. R.F. can imagine himself being depraved <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because he has been depraved in the past and he feels sorry for that depraved version of himself. So when he sees someone acting depraved, he's thinking, well, you know what? It would have been nice if someone put a hand on my shoulder when I was going off the rails and guided me in the right direction. Maybe that's all these people need, but no, it's... Regardless of your sorted past, RF, this is just a, it's a different, it's a different thing.
0: Guys, I know when there was only one set of footprints, it was both of you that were actually, <laughs> <laughs> I was piggyback. We were in like a trench coat, you know what I mean? Like one on top of each other, like little rascals on the beach. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what that story is about.
2: You're you're like one of those guys that watches a revenge movie and at some point you stare off and you say, "You know what? Revenge never really gets you anywhere."
0: <laughs> that's the fuck. That's it's the truth. <laughs> That's what Unforgiven's about. You idiot. You're not even you're not even reading the subtext, man. You fuck I don't
2: it. know. Unforgiven was a really good action movie to me. Shut the it.
0: fuck up, man. You don't even just I, I, I what think it's wrong. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I, I think
1: I think it's that you know, maybe this is one of these situations where I just feel like it's I mean maybe it's too simplistic to say fight fire with fire, but, but, but I also think what you're, and what you're doing, you're giving them this, this olive branch or this level of empathy or understanding that they would not extend to you. And perhaps you could make the argument that you're being the better person in doing that, perhaps. I mean, that, that could, that could be true, but, I think at least as if I'm just saying how I feel right now. Yeah. I am with John on this. I'm just, I'm fucking sick of these people. I'm sick of their fucking bullshit. I'm sick of trying to figure out whether they mean it or not, whether they have good intentions or not. Like, it's just at the point where I am just like, fuck that, fuck all that. It, they're, they're authoritarians. And I agree, John, we have to destroy them.
0: You know what? I agree fuck you both of you are pussies i am actually the edge lord i am actually <laughs> jacob wall <laughs> what what's that guy's name jacob wall Do you're that guy black billed guy anyway uh jason's gonna oh, john's gonna go he's gonna go have gay sex with the men um <laughs> gotta, I, uh, I got i got, got, got 10 minutes i got you minutes. got 10 minutes all right yeah, yeah um all right well i don't think we this discussion about trump was in in my estimation supposed to delve into my sordid past i thought both of you (laughs) you i don't think i don't think it was
2: supposed to start with a half hour long description of a book that neither of us have read either but you know it wasn't (laughs) a
0: fucking book you oh yeah it was a book sorry (laughs) i was giving you a book summary this to to let our readers (laughs) know that this is not just just, just gotta let,
2: let you go. Let it get you, get it out of your system.
0: I don't <laughs> talk to anyone. I don't have any friends. I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> Look at me. I got Andrew Wyeth right behind me, man. I'm fucking Christina's <laughs> world, man. See, just the fucking crippled retard, you know, in the in the field looking for help. You guys don't know what Andrew Wyeth is. I have no don't idea know what, what I... you're talking about. Christina's world. Look it up, you fucking heathens. You fucking twit why don't you turn your stupid baseball cap around no one everyone knows that you don't play fucking sports like
2: it's like a country album or something no it's the painting you twit it's painting?
0: A, the painting up there look at where i'm pointing
2: it looks like a cat calendar we, we can't see it from here man.
0: it's andrew wyeth man christina's world it's a it's like an allegory or something What what is it the metaphor whatever Anyway so uh, frederick Douglass. that's pretty that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> you know i've been i've been reading this book this this charlie kaufman novel about J- john you should read it it's, you'd love it because it's so pr- it's hilarious
2: i don't know i'm okay i'm good it's I, hilarious you I, should read it mm, mm, uh,
0: it's hilarious i'm telling you it's hilarious <laughs> John, Jason, don't you fucking leave me in the fucking motherfucker! It's really,
1: it's really good, man. It's really funny. How long is it?
0: It's very long, but yeah, you want seven hundred pages. It's seven hundred pages. Quick read, but it's hilarious because he's it gets told from the perspective of a woke film critic who just just babbles complete nonsense. But he's a pervert, and he's really (laughs) proud. He's really proud of the fact that he's got a black girlfriend. That's one of the funniest things. But the strange thing about reading something like that is uh, as much as you, I, I despise him. I despise, like I, you read him, I read him every night before I go to bed and I despise his character, everything that he stands for. Uh, I have started to ramble on like him as well. Yeah, you know. definitely. <laughs> what are you reading, John? What, what kind of fucking <laughs> pussy shit are you reading? Oh, James Patterson look at me I'm a fucking lonely detective sitting in a you, you know Irish town that's raining all the time some shit like that what I, you I get
2: I get I get paid to read stuff that I don't want to read
0: so what are you, I, you reading know, I
2: do that all day
0: what are you reading what are you reading That's funding funding proposals
2: journal articles that's cha- gay. Thesis chapters that's you know. stupid I, I I like I like my uh, my piece of cake at the end of the day. If I'm going to read something, something light and frothy.
0: A man's ass. That's what you like. Like a mystery yeah. novel, like a detective
2: novel, or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. Um, Some erotic fiction, maybe. Erotic um, fiction.
2: No, not really.
1: I'm, I'm read If uh, I'm reading American Psycho. Oh. Round two. I tried yeah. to read it. I bought it probably about five years ago, and I tried to read it as soon as I bought it. And then somehow RF telling me that he couldn't get past ten pages put it back in mind. And I thought, oh, I you just
0: fucking, re- both of you trying to troll me. Why don't, should, don't you just read? I should try to, I should try in. to.
1: I should try to read that again. Um, it, it's all right. It's not. You know, it's it it's it's a bit lo- It's a bit long. There's probably a few too many descriptions of what everyone's wearing and unreadable
0: what that book what is
1: fucking but i i like it i, I think the, th- the thing that i like about it the most is, it tell, is him he's stupid, tell him he's
0: stupid john tell me stupid
1: it it's one of the more interesting descriptions i've read of of insanity and what that kind of insanity might feel like to the individual like as it goes along like if you only got 10 pages in you wouldn't have gotten any of this stuff but as it goes along he'll be he'll be sitting there in the restaurant he'll be describing you know everybody around him what they're wearing the food and then for about two lines he'll just remember this horrible thing that he did to some woman last night and he'll just drop it in there And then he just carries on with, uh, you know, with the inanity. And then these little blips get, as it goes along, like the little blips kind of get more and more frequent and they get, you know, a little more lengthy, you know, each time. But it's, I think structure, like from a structure, structural standpoint, it's, I think it's actually quite well written in that way. Um, But I prefer the movie. I think the movie makes the same point and condenses a lot and
2: I Maybe mean, it just works better in a visual medium.
1: I think so, yeah. For sure. But you know, it's all right. It's oh I'm almost done now, so i am sure I'll sure I'll finish it up.
2: What what are you gonna read next?
1: Uh shit, I can't I just got this book today. I fuck just How to all. have sex
0: with animals. I gotta I can't even we're dummies. It...
2: hey, Arif, when are you going to finish that Frederick Douglass book that you've been reading for like seven months? I'm
0: always ha- I'm already halfway through, bitch. <laughs> I've been reading about seven months. What the fuck are you talking about? I was reading a Ulysses S. Grant biography, thank Is you. Is that man. what that was? It all blend it all blends together.
1: yeah, yeah man, I remember it, it I remember you telling me uh, telling me about reading the Ulysses S.
0: Grant. He's a badass
1: so, man. so you're d- you've done that one
0: yeah very different from yeah very different from very different personality from like ulysses grant is more like a like a dumb mute (laughs) he doesn't (laughs) say much like he just fall like accidentally falls into the only two good things about him is that he knows how to ride a horse and is just completely calm in battle in every other situation he just doesn't know like he can't handle himself around he becomes the president and he doesn't know how to handle himself in large parties. His wife is like cross-eyed and shit. It's hilarious. It's, isn't, <laughs> is Grant the president in that Buffalo Bill? No, that movie? One, that was after him.
1: I can't remember. Who, it was,
0: who, do you uh, Remember who it is. Uh, the guy. Yeah. I know, I know who you're talking about during the Indian Wars. Yeah. That was, yeah, that yeah. was the one after him. Yeah. This was after Reconstruction. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: That, 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 um, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. Um, the book McKinley, gonna, maybe?
0: I don't know. It don't might
1: know. be McKinley. Um, yeah, the book I'm going to read next, um, like I said, I just got it today. It's called War, Progress, and the End of History. Um, and it's written by this guy, Vladimir Solovov. Uh, Russian. And uh, it was written in 1900. But uh, Christy Puju. I remember I sent you that. Like, Romanian the guy. Yeah, the that mom Krog movie that he's he just put out foreign movie apparently it's based on this book and it's actually he just takes a lot of the dialogues from this book because it's a philosophy book so it's written in that sort of classical like just dialogues between people kind of way to illustrate various arguments and apparently he just kind of copies the text and people just are spouting off Stuff from this book, so I thought, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Then I'll read it, see what yeah. it's like.
0: What is it about that book that, didn't, like,
1: um, it's well, a lot of it. the The thing he was writing about was essentially because it was he wrote in eighteen ninety nine, so it's just about he's So he's wondering about the future of Europe, um, but he. It also gets it. You know, he's talking about you know. The, the nature of war And really gets into like the morality And the ethics of war And things like that He's a, he's a uh, He was a Christian guy um, And Puju seems to have found Religion so that seemed to have Been his, uh, his Interest in, in uh, Reading this book um, And that seemed to be Like what interested him about it When he read it admittedly i don't really care about that but i don't know i thought i'll check it out it you know yeah yeah see what it's like
0: well we're nearing the end guys um this was fun we should do this again
2: yeah Yeah. i enjoyed it i enjoyed it always enjoy it
0: um okay we're still fuck you fuck you pussies enjoy your stupid fucking romanian book we're still it's, friends. It's Russian. Joy, Shut up. Why don't you fucking make fun of him for reading a stupid Russian book and making fun of me? Because
1: I'm not. I'm not talking about these fucking these authoritarian assholes trying to destroy our fucking society and saying, "Oh, it's like this fucking book I read." Fuck that.
0: I. That's not the point. And anyway, right. okay, you know what? I'm Zen. I've been fucking doing meditation. I'm not gonna let you trigger me. All right. <laughs> I am. I am filled with profound emptiness. I am space yeah. for all of you. Are you, okay. are you I,
2: I'm sure you'll be able to turn this around on us for the next one. You'll come are, up with something. Are you,
0: are you still uh, – so you're
1: doing the meditation? Are you really doing the meditation again? Yeah, baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah, baby. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm just going to change whatever, whatever Jason and John said and put the N-word <laughs> in every time you address me. So then – and then put your name and address and email and, uh, address <laughs> in the t- description. Employer. That's right. Yeah. You don't even refer to me as RF anymore. You just go, Deep. yeah, that's all. It's gonna. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, we will do this again. I'm going to put this up whenever. I don't know when I'm going to do it. put this up. Maybe never. Uh, uh, all right. Enjoy your knitting class or whatever the fuck you're doing, Jason. Yeah, man. And, I will.
1: Um, oh, okay. I'll get more details for the next episode because I'm sure everybody's really interested.
2: I'm riveted. I'm riveted. I want to know more about this <laughs>
1: knitting. The way that's the way the Just, social justice people destroyed the knitting. online
0: knitting. <laughs> it's for, amazing. It's great. The most useless fucking fact. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: details at all. Yeah, well, I think it was one of those things I just thought, I thought, I thought it was like, I was like, it'll really illustrate the point of how crazy they are. But as I started telling it, I realized, oh, but I don't actually have any details. So this might, this might be a problem.
0: <laughs> Jason was like the wily coyote running off the cliff. And then
1: finally you just gotta admit it. You're like, no, I'm falling. <laughs>
0: We're, <it>. going. <laughs> We're going. are going down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, fellas. This has been fun. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right. Later, night. Later guys.
1: Night. Bye.